You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, everybody. So we are closing out Black History Month. It's been a very chaotic Black History Month. So we figured what what better way to bring you more fucking chaos than to bring y'all our first video podcast. Um, it's, it's gonna be at our Patreon $10 level. You're not gonna miss it, cause I... What's up, niggas? You don't wanna miss some of these facial expressions for this bullshit that these people be on on these shows. That's that's what I do wanna tell you, because... Uh, mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. But before we get there, I'm joined by my co-host, my ain't shit partner in crime, uh, uh, a hood communist himself. Uh, <laughs> Greetings, niggas. Uh, it's your favorite uh, right-wing propagandist here. What's up? Uh, Putin, aka Black Putin. I might make that my display name. I just might. <laughs> I hate you. We off to a great start already. This, my glasses on to be messy. We don't do a wonderful um, I brought y'all some Versace to be messy. Because we're going to read down Come on, on this episode. I hope y'all missed us. We've been gone, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. Um, A lot of the shows was on a break for the Super Bowl and carrying on and all that kind of stuff. So we don't like to waste y'all time and bring y'all here with some bullshit. Um, yeah. We only had two shows we would have really covered last week. The season finale of Salt Lake City was just this past Sunday before, and it happens, it comes on after we record. So there was really no point in recording. And me and Jeremy, we could use a break from time to time too, because we, we bringing y'all content on our regular feed and we bringing y'all content on the Patreon. So sometimes real niggas need a, a day off. Okay. Before we get into it, I just, Jason Lee, what motherfucking sources do you have in the Royal <laughs> Palace? What, what do you offer except for hood hip hop news that would be worth somebody from the Royal Palace risking their life, their job and every fucking thing to give you of all people some tea? <laughs> you, there are credited there are well-known journalists. There are better blogs to spill tea to than motherfucking Hollywood Unlocked. And I'm not going to hold you. I get some of my tea from you because you cover the same shit we cover, which mm -hmm. imagine a motherfucking inside source from the Royal Palace bringing us some tea. What the fuck me and Jeremy could give y'all that's so fucking beneficial that you would risk everything to get, drop some type of tea like that in our lap? Right. Your motherfucking ass was on Reddit and Lipstick Alley digging and ran off with some shit. And I know we give Lipstick Alley hell, but outside of the Black Twitter part of Lipstick Alley, Lipstick Alley has been a source for tea for a long time, especially with pop culture. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, Lipstick it, Alley was the place to be before t Black Twitter was even a thing. Yeah, it it got a bad rap because of all the Black Twitter stuff, but like the site itself, like it got a lot of shit. It's the and still does. Like it's a lot to that site. Um, it, just yeah, outside of the lot. Black Twitter thing. 
Absolutely. You can, you can catch a lot of celebrity tea and gossip on Lipstick Alley, which is how we found out that uh, Robin Dixon was a, a mod on there some years ago and used to be on there talking shit about uh about Gabrielle the, Union. About, right. Or any other woman that uh that Juan found attractive. But her anyways. Um <laughs> Jason, you ain't get that motherfucking tea from no credible source inside the royal palace. And that's why you ended up having to print a fucking retraction after doubling down on it. Is the queen dead? She should be. I'm not but even gonna hold according- I'm not, I'm not even going to hold you. I feel like they got her ass sitting up in a goddamn on ice like how you put have meat in the freezer. Like her husband slash cousin was. Mm-hmm. They got, yeah. got her ass on dialysis. They throw her out for, for appearances here and there. Yeah. And then they put her ass back in the chamber. It yeah. just is what it is. But you didn't have a credible source. And you better quit playing with them royal folk because if they kill Diana, they don't give a damn about you. Mm-hmm. It just... Just be another um, discarded honey bun in the trash. Uh, speaking of honey buns, this was an amazing segue. Amazing. Segway Jones. <laughs> DJ Academic is a bitch. And he is another one who claimed he had credible information pertaining to the Meg and Tory Lane's case. And it was all a lying bullshit. Mm-hmm. All a lying bullshit. What and, and y'all was hanging on, motherfuckers was on the internet hanging on to his every word. Not y'all. I hope our listeners aren't the types to hang on to anything DJ Academic says. But mm. motherfuckers on the internet was at, was having a true gotcha moment when he lied and said that the court revealed that DNA evidence would work in Tory Lane's favor. Come to find out it was a whole lie. DNA was not discussed at all. The prosecutors plan to move forward with the case because the LA uh, district attorney said that evidence is is more than substantial in proving that he shot Meg. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, if you didn't shoot nobody and you ain't do nothing, you would, you and your defense would have more than enough proof to, to garner that. And you would allow this trial to move forward. Every uh, every time this trial has been delayed, it has been by Tory Lanez and his counsel. And yep. then every time after they postpone the trial, he hops on the internet yet again to try and prove that Meg is a liar in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. He, they, him and his team start spreading misinformation and trolls, troll information to people like academics to try to make Meg out to be a liar. But the LADA has said and repeatedly says that they're not dropping no charges yeah they they because, not dropping no charges because the part that everybody first of all first of all let me sit up for this first of all niggas was on the internet during black history month listening to dj academics academics a motherfucker only who looks like a furby that, who only hello tough with women don't get tough with men he bitch up in the presence of men. Literally has been cooked and punked on multiple occasions in broad daylight. Multiple times. Not, and niggas not was hanging mention, on to his every word. Not to mention, you was all besucking Takashi 6ix9ine dick. And not only is he a snitch, he's a sexual predator. Hello? He's a registered sex offender. Nobody want no news from you, bitch. 
And niggas was listening Nobody. to that nigga. It, I, somebody said it and blame it on my head, not my heart, because I can't remember the tweet. But if there was ever any proof, ever, ever any evidence that all this is about motherfuckers hating women, hating black women, motherfuckers was listening to DJ Academics. A proven and was, bitch and ass was laughing and, and sharing screenshots and kikiing under the shade room comments about him berating that woman. And it was ugly the way that he was speaking to her and calling her out and adding her and shit like that. I just don't believe in grown men carrying on like that with women, especially women who have done nothing to them. Now, mm-hmm. if a woman kicks some shit off and you got to kick it back, then made a made a lowest blow win. But Meg has had the same story over and over and over. Every time this come her the case is brought up back into the public eye, her story remains unchanged. Meanwhile, Tory Lanez can't even go on record and say, I did not shoot Megan Thee Stallion. He knows that he can't because if he get up on the stand and lie, they're gonna chew his ass up. Mm-hmm. If I didn't shoot you and you accuse me of shooting you, first thing I, I didn't shoot you. Yeah. I did not shoot you. I did not harm you. I did not commit an act of violence against you. That man has yet to come forward and say, I did not harm her. I did not shoot her. I did not carry out any acts of violence against Megan Thee Stallion. He can't say it because he did. And he know he did. One black period. And since we're here, <laughs> I do want to say this, though. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Party. Uh, whatever her nigga name is. You don't is, go beat these niggas up. Nigga, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I am from the South, if you can tell. I am from Georgia. G.A. Red Clay. I know niggas, myself included, who will stomp a mud hole in you for even looking at their old lady the wrong way. Nigga, it has been what? Going on damn near two years, Candace? And this nigga ain't been beat and up And this yet. nigga ain't been touched. But you know, a part of that is because you don't want to bring more legal issues Meg's way. And I get that. Because uh, yeah. if he was to get beat up after he talking shit on the internet, they're going to go directly to Meg. They're going to yeah, go directly like, to party. And they're going to accuse her of having it done. Yeah, so I see, get it. But when this comes to an end, if he don't end up in jail. See, this is, this is, uh, and so I'm glad you feet. brought that. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to go there. This is the thing. Uh, and also, shout out to my homie James, because he uh, said it too. Like, if you go on the legal route, which that is the smartest thing to do, let it play out in court, because we all know he tore a shot. We all know that. Let him play out of court. That's the smart thing to do. However, if you're going to do that, you can't then get on the internet talking tough and ain't no hands yeah, being you, Yeah, stay off the internet. Let it play out in court. Honestly, put right. out a statement. Hey, I, I believe my... I, I believe every detail, every every time my woman has told a recount of what has happened, I believe her. And for that reason alone, I'm going to let the legal justice handle it. But just know, when this is all over and done, if you end up walking free, I'm on your motherfucking ass, bitch. That's yeah. what you need to know. That's how you handle it. Like- you he the smart thing is to let it play out in court, but you can't you you can't be a court nigga and a street nigga at the same time. That, that, no 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 you can't you, you, you and can't. you don't and don't be a don't be a social media nigga because you don't want anything you say to hinder the case for her. Right. Just be so quiet. 
Yes, I know it's aggravating for a motherfucker to be talking, knowing that they guilty and did some shit that they that they're acting like they didn't do. I know it's got to be hard. Yeah, but you got to be quiet. You got to log off because by no form or fashion do you ever want something that you've said on social media to be brought up in court to use against her. So, like my friend said, go the legal route. Stay off the internet. Yeah, block that nigga. And if the legal route doesn't play out. Then we go to nigga route. Right. Yeah. 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 Because at this point, it's just, you know, you you looking like an internet nigga. Like, <laughs> like imagine, like imagine a nigga disrespecting my old lady and that motherfucker live right around the block from me and I'm adding this nigga instead of putting up at his house. I know you fucking lying. See, hey, you see how shit played out when uh our good our good friend uh Gucciana Grande uh was like hey her baby daddy mike was like i ain't doing no argument i don't do no i ain't doing no twitter finger shit it's just on site i ain't gotta even it's tell the nigga that site. i ain't got the i ain't got the adam i ain't got to argue with him on the internet i don't argue with no niggas on the internet i just want them to keep that same energy when we get face to face i'm not yeah. asking for too much yeah and that's just it is what it is. I mean, also uh, Mike is a Bronx nigga, so you know. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> sadly, we will never know what it's like to be proud of our country. <laughs> you know, I don't mind some good instigating. I don't mind some good flame fuel adding fuel to the fire type of shit. With this shit that's going on with Ukraine and Russia, the United States had a huge hand in how it how it came to be. And now they want to act like they are so confused and that everything that's happening is is unnecessary and uh, uh, it, it could have been avoided. It could be avoided if y'all had mor- morals, integrity. Yeah. It could have uh, been avoided if y'all mind y'all business. That part. Um <laughs> Because it's to. a constant war on black lives and nobody seems to give a fuck about that in this country. Uh, domestic and abroad. Like, nigga, the, so US, just... the U.S. bombed Somalia like literally the other day. <laughs> and ain't you ain't seen no news coverage about that shit. No news about it. I just, so. I, I just want to say to those of you, and it, it's always going to bear repeating. Because I use my, I use Jeremy as a great source for things political related because Jeremy does his homework. Jeremy has a teachable spirit and Jeremy has a teaching spirit. If you want to learn or know something and have all the facts to support it, you can always ask Jeremy. So I always like to remind people of how disrespectful that y'all got with Jeremy during the election about his concerns about Biden coming in, about his concerns about playing the lesser of two evils game, about his concerns about foreign policy, because that is something that Jeremy spoke very candidly about on social media, about how Biden's uh, track record with foreign policy was fucking awful. And still is. Y'all were nasty and disrespectful. And everything, every concern he has had, everything he has said has come to fruition before we even get to the fucking midterms. 
in less than two years, everything he said, every concern, you know, every criticism he had has been absolutely accurate about the Biden administration. Y'all don't owe him no apology, but just know that we know that y'all were fucking wrong and didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. They gonna have and a see, Jeremy is being gracious and he, he rarely gets on and talks his shit, but I'm here to say, y'all didn't know what the fuck y'all was talking about. <laughs> talking about the books don't matter this and the dude, what is you doing and how is you helping? Y'all was wrong. Y'all was fucking wrong. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna be a little petty. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just find it funny how motherfuckers that I saw yin yang and hen hawing sub and talking all types of shit when me and you know shout out to my comrades when we was talking about how um imperialistic the US is, how all of the shit that y'all was hemming and hawing rightfully about Trump that it was just a handoff from previous administrations, how Mr. Tan suit was a fucking monster, how all this shit popped off. I just find it funny how when we brought that shit up, motherfuckers was like, all y'all do is talk about imperialism. Y'all just learned a new word, blah, blah, blah. It don't, what about what Trump is doing right now? Blah, 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 blah. Don't even bring that up. It don't matter now. We got to get Trump out of here. Listen, I don't like Joe Evil, but God damn it, he better than Trump. Blah, 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 blah. I just find it fucking funny how all of a sudden you motherfuckers care about invasions. Well, motherfuckers are bringing up Syria, uh, Yugoslavia, uh, Lemon, Yemen, I'm sorry. That's the one I'm talking. Yemen, uh, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, when, when motherfuckers brought that shit up, Drone strikes. That one specifically. When motherfuckers talking about drone strikes, y'all niggas. Oh, yeah, when, y'all I, niggas, when the drone strike conversation happened, oh y'all my mother, god, y'all motherfuckers was just like, I mean, hey, mother, uh, motherfuckers, motherfuckers die everybody. every day. That's how y'all was. But now this shit <laughs> happened. Was... All of a sudden, you motherfuckers <laughs> kept man. Look here. We ain't gonna hold y'all too long on this, but we just wanted to say that y'all were wrong and not not just wrong, but loud and wrong. Double down, triple down, quadruple down wrong. Y'all were antagonistic. Y'all tried to berate and belittle Jeremy for his concerns, criticisms, all very much so valid. Y'all were very nasty, very rude, very name-cally, very clickish, thought y'all was gonna jump him. (laughs) Y'all like to tussle all of That's a sudden and shit on the internet. Yeah, it was it was a lot and y'all were wrong. So I just want to say that. Um, but we're gonna get into our shows because we got a jam-packed episode. That's why I felt like it would be good video content. So we're gonna start off with closing out uh Love and Hip Hop Family Reunion and Selling Tampa. The oh, and also that Marcus Black and Brooke Valentine is making a uh uh, 48 Laws of Power book for love. <laughs> Nikki, excuse me? <laughs> you heard me. They making a 50 Laws of Power but for, rela- for relationships. Who the fuck is reading that? <laughs> Nobody. Them. 
First of all, Marcus looked like he can't read. Like, how he gonna write a fucking book? It's not even that. It's that they're, they are playing this weird, we struggled, we had ups and downs in our relationship, but we still here. Meanwhile, the struggle they're talking about is that he cheated on her while she was pregnant with his child. I don't want any relationship advice from a motherfucker who can't even keep his dick in his pants while his wife was pregnant. You not for me and I'm not for you. I'm not your audience, but that fuck that book. Now, would I... I had to get that off my chest. I want to take a minute and drag the lousiest bitch on this show. And I wish I would stop inviting her back to be on love and hip hop shows. Shekinah motherfucking Joe. We, we have dragged Cisco in the past and rightfully so, but I think it was very fucking ugly and very fucking nasty for you to lie, blatantly lie and tell Peter that Cisco told you that he had sex with Amina. Then when it was brought to you, you said, well, he told me that he kissed her and you know what come after that. So they probably did do something. Those are not the same things. You lied. Amina said it didn't go beyond a kiss. Uh, Cisco said it didn't go beyond a kiss. Cisco told you about the kiss. So for you to bring it back to Peter talking about, yes, yeah, Cisco admitted he fucked Amina. You have not had no storyline ever on these fucking shows. Never. Never. You literally have never had a storyline. We don't know shit about you. And what we do know about you is because you got on social media trying to defend sexual predators. And crying, and crying about, about the motherfucking Gucci store. You can't spit nothing in no motherfucking Gucci <laughs> store. Bitches get one Boston bag and start acting stupid. <laughs> Who is you? And I don't even care for Cisco. But if you're going to tell a motherfucker story, tell it right. Yeah. Ain't nothing worse than a motherfucker telling uh, the half truth <coughs> in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. Ain't nothing worse than that shit. But I'm I thought it was. I thought it was so tacky and so trifling to to do that and create chaos. Yeah. Um, but and that's then, the only way kind of gonna be even relevant on this show, like you said, because she don't have. Yeah, she always gonna be messy. But be messy about your shit. What is because we ain't never seen you with nobody. Not man, not woman, not cat, not dog. You've been single and fucking miserable and being a third fucking wheel with Ti and Tiny for so fucking long. Tell us mm-hmm. about you. Why are you worried about what the fuck Cisco, Amina, Peter, and Tara got going on? Worry about the motherfucking braces that's still in your mouth. How your teeth ain't straight. You didn't had the motherfucking braces on for a decade. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was messy. I did think it was interesting for us to finally get some Cisco backstory. And while I still think he's an awful person, I absolutely understand why he has so much trauma and why he's so fucking chaotic. Because I don't know who needs to hear this. But go heal from your your parental trauma. Go sit mm-hmm. down and talk to somebody. Yeah. Uh there's no such thing as a perfect parent. And I'm sure a lot of parents wish they had done a lot of things differently when it comes to their kids and they'll have to atone for that on, in their own life. But you holding on to parental trauma and fucking up every relationship down to your fucking friendships. Go get some fucking help. 
Like, I imagine it's painful for your dad to walk out and be so fucking diabolical that he take your, you and your brother's motherfucking bunk beds. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's some the, shit. That's the, like, you got to be an evil motherfucker to take somebody. You got bed. to be an evil motherfucker to have your kids sleeping on the floor. A bunk bed, my nigga? A bunk bed. You took the, and the mattresses. Didn't even leave the mattresses. Took everything. Because his mom no longer wanted to be with his dad. That's an evil motherfucker. That's evil. That's evil. But you are 60. <laughs> Heal from that trauma. Go to therapy. Um, while I don't give a fuck about the creep squad, I do honestly uh like seeing men show emotion and men be hurt behind the hurt that their friends feel. Because I think, I genuinely think Peter and Rich was hurt to know just how much trauma Cisco has endured at, since he was a child. Mm. Um, when you love your friends, you don't want to see your friends hurting for real. If you could do anything to help them feel less pain as a friend, that's typically what you want to do. Like shoot that Get baby you dad. some help. And Erica Mena and Safari, leave us alone. Please leave us the fuck alone. Safari talk about I ain't signing no divorce papers. We ain't getting no divorce. You can't even stop sending other bitches roses. Hmm. I, I want them to leave us alone. Mona, listen to me. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. Mona Scott Young. If you ever happen to look, see this or watch this, listen to me, Mona Scott Young. Don't bring Erica Miller as far back on our motherfucking TV screens, no they goddamn. Have, they have bar hop to every version of love and hip hop, and they have Literally. been uninteresting in every city. Literally New York, every city. Snooze fest, Atlanta snooze fest, Hollywood LA, snooze uh, Holly, fest, yeah. Uh, family reunion snooze fest. Don't bring like, them we back. No don't more. want to see them. She is toxic and abusive, and he is a fucking bozo. I, what do you want from us? Please leave us alone. Please. Please. And Kim Bella. Mm. Mm. Baby, you look like you got 42 shitty diapers in your pants. Mm. You know what she... <laughs> that ass is sitting heavy as a fucking 9-11 memorial. You, you stupid. <laughs> you know what she, you know what she looked like. You know, like, <laughs> you know how, uh, the, you know how the paper towel rolls look like when, like, if it's raining and they get wet and shit. That's how <laughs> it just looks so soggy and dumpy. You need to, you need to have some of that work undone. It's, it's like, like, remember how Kimbella tell your surgeon to put his thing down, flip it, and reverse it. So, like, remember how Camilla looked season one to now? It's like, who the fuck is that? She has had a lot of really ungood plastic surgery. That's a that's a word for it, ungood. It is very ungood. It's ungood. It's not good. It's you know not. what it is? You know, she she got work done that does did not fit her original frame. Like, if she had got you work ain't done... Met, you... And her original body was nice. Okay, you got a little fat after having a kid. Now, I won't even say fat. That's the wrong choice of words. You gained some weight after carrying a baby and bringing life into the world. Yeah. 
I feel like I feel like the the IG girls, I feel like the rappers' wives, the video vixens, y'all have a unique opportunity to discuss how harmful the beauty industry and the hip hop industry is when it comes to women and their bodies. And instead of trying to undo some of that shit, y'all just make it worse. Yeah. Y'all just do the most with the least. It just I don't like it. Yeah. She uh I don't like it. I don't like it at all. She instead of getting work to compliment her her, you know, body post, you know, having the baby, like you said, she just did whatever the fuck and it's very unkind and unflattering to her to to her body. It definitely is because she got a pretty face. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. But goddamn she a bozo. Mm-mm. She got an ant body. <laughs> <laughs> she have been looking like a Kingdom Hearts monster. I'm telling you. <laughs> that was it. I, You know, I appreciated what Mona did for this. If you could do this for Family Reunion, you could you can reinvent some of your key franchises. Like, yeah. bring some new blood into Atlanta. Bring some new blood in. Like, I enjoyed not seeing Kirk and Rashida. Thank God. Enjoyed it. I enjoy not seeing Ray J and Princess. Thank God. You know, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Put some new life and new blood into these love and hip hop franchises and bring them back to their glory because you are, you are, you are getting pummeled by these new reality TV shows like Love and Marriage Huntsville. 90 day fiance pre 90 days and shit like that. You're getting fucking pummeled. Love after lockup. Love after lockup. Love during lockup. Life after like, like you are losing the race because you are refusing to bring new blood in. And a good thing about these shows is that they managed to keep bringing new blood in. Even with Love and Marriage Huntsville, yes, they have their core cast, but even the new people they're bringing in are bringing mess and fucking chaos. It's not the same old, same old. Speaking of same old, same old, before we go to sell in Tampa, I saw the preview for Love and Marriage Huntsville season four. And remember how we talked about how the how it was whispers about uh, Destiny and Martell's fooling around? Yeah. Okay, well, well Mel is going to be confronting Destiny this season about that. Because the, the the gossip mill is saying that Destiny was caught doing a walk of shame from where Martell stay. And Martell is going to be into it with Maurice and Marceau because Martell, much like a coleslaw, a.k.a. The, the mistress, she has been going on a rant saying that Maurice and Marceau also cheat on their wives. So he don't understand why they why they have been going so hard condemning him for what he did to Mel. That's been so brewing for be, a minute. That's been brewing for a minute. So that's that's gonna be good. Um, I think Tiffany and Lewis are back and they got some shit going. And go hopefully get good shit. shit. Yeah, they probably gonna get their shit cold clocked as well. But I just wanted to get that out there before I got forgot about it. Real um, quick. Do you think Mar- do you think Destiny and Martell messed around? Yes. Absolutely. And I'm gonna tell you why. 
based on how we have seen Martell speak to Destiny, mm. why would you continue to be friends with somebody who diminishes you and, and just dumps tons of misogyny in your lap when you have an opinion or when you're trying to hold him accountable? That's the type of shit you put up with when you fucking somebody. Yeah. And you yep. and your self-worth is 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 wavering. Yeah. Because I couldn't I, if you talk to me the way Martel talks to Destiny, we wouldn't be friends. Right. Not only would we be we not only would we not be friends, Mike would whoop my ass. So I, I feel like he the level the he's comfortable talking to her like that because he knows she's not going anywhere. And I know for a fact, if I'm not good to you as a friend, we won't have a friendship. So I respect you. He don't respect her like he values their friendship. He treats her like we've, and it's very similar to how we've seen him talk to Mel. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think they have done something. And if they have, Destiny is foul because why are you constantly trying to be Mel's friend knowing that you have romantic dealings or feelings for her husband? Yeah. And, they, and they've been friends um, for like years, right? Her and um, Martel? Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. Yep. It's looking real murky, Destiny. Yeah, the water's looking real murky, but we're going to see what happened March 19th. Um, so... We're going to get into Selling Tampa season finale. I thought it was a decent season finale, um, especially, but I want to talk about two things. Well, Sherelle had the baby. She's cute as a button. Congratulations on a healthy pregnancy and a healthy birth and delivery and all of that stuff. Right. She was absolutely right to fire Alexis. She was. Listen, there's not a job in America except for if you white, where you can work there for a year or more and be underproducing. And when people put, when your boss pulls you to the side and say, Hey, I noticed that you're having a hard time performing up to a certain standard. Let me help you get there. And then you still continue to underperform. And when you are called out for underperforming, you have a bunch of excuses. And yes, it sucks when your home life affects your work life. But as an adult, as a bill paying, kid having adult, you got to go and get your bag. You didn't seem to be invested in real estate. I absolutely would have let you go too. And don't tell me about something being personal or feeling abandoned and not showing up and doing your job. You ain't sold one house in over a year. Why would you even want to work a job where you ain't had no commission in a year? If you work a commission-based job, why would you want to do it if you ain't had commission in a year? That's a waste of fucking time and energy. You could be pouring yourself into something you're passionate about. I don't think Sherelle did anything wrong. Um, I actually agree with the way she had a private meeting with Alexis and didn't fire her in front of all the girls. She didn't run and gossip to the other girls about letting Alexis go. 
Yeah, this is the one time she actually acted in a professional manner, to be honest. Yeah, I think how she handled this was extremely professional. Um, and even left the door open and said, hey, if, if you feel like you have a resurgence in your passion for real estate down the line, I'm more than willing to leave the door open to bring you back in. But for now, they need that space for somebody who is selling houses. It's called selling. It's called selling Tampa, not selling tears. No title. Selling tears. <laughs> selling tears. Write that down for me, friend. Text it to me, <laughs> the showrunner. Selling tears because that's what Alexis was doing, and I don't think Sherelle owed her anything. Which brings me to this shit with Colony. I was really happy to see Colony have to eat crow because after all that loyalty talk. Sherelle overlooked her not once but multiple times for bigger roles within a lower realty. Yep. Multiple times. You sat up there and you threw uh Ann Sophie or Sophie Ann. I don't is whatever. Ann Sophie. Pretty girl. She looked like Tierra Marie to me. She you she do she do. She's she very do. pretty. Very you pretty. sat up there and threw um Ann Sophie under the bus mm-hmm. of when uh, Rena was talking about starting her own brokerage and firm and Sherelle don't even think you fit for a more responsible role in her company. She gave it to Joanna. She didn't do a round of interviews because let's be honest, even when companies promote from within, typically the employees who apply still have to go through an interview process. Yeah. She didn't even offer you that much. She was just like, mm, I'll think about it. Nope, I'm doing, I'm giving it to Joanna. Right. And so you did- honestly, I don't know why you want a bigger role. If you're one of her top producers and top sellers, why do you want to shuffle to doing paperwork? Because that's primarily what Joanna is doing, paperwork. Yeah. She the HR person with no HR money. <laughs> And Sherelle made a very good point. Again, I've not liked Sherelle all of this season, but she made a good point in that Joanna takes initiative within the company. And I know some, let me say this. It's okay if you want to be a come to work, do my job and go home ass person. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Cause that's what you was hired to do. And that's what you get paid to do. Come to work and do the job that, you applied for and got hired for that your job description. But a lot of times, if you want to move up in a company, you can't just be a come come to work, do my job and go home ass person. You got to take initiative on certain things. And according to Sherelle, Joanna takes initiative. She takes initiative on bringing deals to the table, trying to help broker big deals, development deals. I don't see why you wouldn't want her to be your manager. She knows how to run shit outside of selling the house. And all Colin does is run her damn mouth. And have cake on her face. Now you was talking all that loyalty shit. Are you still willing to be loyal now that that you know this woman don't believe you should be in a management position in her company? You just need to sell houses and bring her commission. Is the loyalty still there? Right. All of a sudden, I hear that uh, that Kendrick Lamar and Rihanna song. Hello. Just, you know, sound crazy to me. 
that's that's crazy. I do believe selling Tampa was renewed for season two. I hope we see Rena start her own brokerage firm in season two. Um, yeah. she is an immense talent. Uh, I they all beautiful. I'll be honest. Yeah, beautiful women, beautiful ladies. I hope that if it gets renewed for a second season and if we do see this group of ladies again and we see Sherelle back, I hope that we see more of this side of Sherelle that we saw in this finale as opposed to the Sherelle we've seen for most of the damn season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this Sherelle was professional, not messy, not gossipy, not a terrible fucking boss. This, the Early in the season, Girl, you might as well have been running a mod on lipstick. You might as well have been fucking um. Man, what's the bitch name? Uh, Tasha K. It's <laughs> <Sherelle> K. <laughs> yes. So yeah, much more of this Sherelle, not none of the earlier Sherelle. Please. For the love Pretty of God. Please. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't have any complaints. I'll, I'll be watching the second season if it comes back. And, you know, that'll be that for me. Now, let's go to the season finale of Salt Lake City. <laughs> Jennifer Shaw. <laughs> I have seen plenty, minty, mighty mo of people in my day play the victim every time they get caught with their ass out there. But bitch, you take the cake. You take the whole motherfucking cake, bitch, with the frosting and every fucking thing, with a scoop of ice cream, a victim a la mode, if you will. <laughs> victim a la mode victimhood with a scoop of fucking ice cream you have been let me tell you something <laughs> let me tell you something that might be another <laughs> yeah text it to me um let me be honest i did not care about the memorial for heather's dad i thought that the photo shoot that meredith did I don't want to say that this is a Meredith Marks uh, fan account because I really don't. I have a problem fanning white people because they always make you regret it. But what I will say is that Meredith head is in the right place with being an ally to her child in that photo yeah. shoot. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck that. Ty's ready to go down for a nap, so he ain't here fussing. Um, <laughs> I did it. I enjoyed that photo shoot. It was good to see uh, the, the queer community, period, made visible. Uh, proceeds from the sale of the jury in that campaign will go to uh, LGBTQIA rights and activists. And not only did Which, she just have white queer people there, there were queer people of color a part of yeah. that photo shoot. Which and she made a very huh? Rich, real quick. Um, Abbott, if I ever see you in the streets, Abbott, 
I swear to God. That's your motherfucking ass. That's your motherfucking ass, bitch. You out of here. Well, you out of here. You evil ass She made a good point. Evil ass bitch. Meredith made a statement that you know that we live in a world of equality when people don't have to come out. When their business is their business. Because we have never asked uh, cishet people to state their sexuality. Nope. Only gay people have to come out. You shouldn't have to come out shit. That's your business. Correct. As long as you have an understanding with who you who you dealing with, that's that's betwixt y'all. And if and if cishet people would mind the business that pays them, we could get some damn well. Exactly. But let me tell you about the scream I scrumped. When Meredith showed out at this motherfucking party. <laughs> first things first. Y'all have been hemming and hawing about what Meredith Marks do with her pussy for two seasons now. Her and Seth was legally separated. They were seeing other people. They were on the brink of an actual divorce. And y'all are still... Meredith could have fucked the whole Upper East Side of New York, Salt Lake City, L.A., Calabasas, and any fucking thing else. That's her business. That's a grown woman having consensual sex. Why don't y'all make the same comments about uh, Seth who was dating who was dating women while they were separated? We don't hear no conversations about who all Seth was fucking. Which, glad you brought that up. Glad we're here. I would Let's like go. to I would like to uh, bring this to the floor, if you will. Imagine, and granted, I know the answer because we talked about it before for legal reasons, but imagine worrying about who Meredith may or may not have messed with when her and her husband were legally separated when y'all got a whole ass criminal on your cast. Okay, I just told my mom this. They spent more time this season discussing who Meredith was fucking than Jen Shaw scamming elderly people. You are a stain on society when you target one of the most vulnerable fucking communities in this country to scam them out of their money. Right. You are a whole criminal. You have been indicted. Your quote-unquote assistant has pled guilty. You are going to jail. You are facing 50 years in prison for what you did. And you talking about, why do y'all keep talking about it? Because you's a criminal. You's a scammer, bitch. You're a scammer. Meredith Marks could have been taking it in every single hole she got, but at least she wasn't scamming elderly people. I mean, honestly, Meredith he was having like consensual sex. Home. You was committing crimes against humanity, bitch. <laughs> Who you want to be friends with? The bitch that a scam your grandma or the bitch that like dick? Seems like a simple choice to me, personally. Seems like a simple choice to me. I mean, like, um, liking dick ain't never been nothing to know about. I rather enjoy and listen. Jeannie and Mary are two sides of the same coin, but I fuck, I freaking love it. The way Mary pays that woman dust, knowing what we know about her now. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Then she called her a dirt ball or something. She said, get this little dirt ball away from me. Yeah. Listen, listen, bigot on bigot violence. I mean, personally, I love it personally. I mean, because I mean, what I mean, I'm not finna jump in the fire for even one of you bozos. I'm just finna enjoy the mess. One thing I never needed to see in my life was Whitney and her husband about to make whoopee. I never needed to see Whitney in that in that red lingerie bad built in a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yo, too nasty for me. That's like nasty. The, it's like the only nice thing about Whitney. Like they tickets. they pasty in and white. It look like two pork chops slapping before <laughs> you frying. Pork chop on pork chop sex. Which she's stupid. Which speaking of speaking of speaking of again. I like to circle the wagons around, if you will. Imagine worrying about who Meredith might have fucked when your husband is looking like Jen Shaw right now, Whitney. Because I ain't forgot about them charges, about him scamming and running in a uh, Ponzi scheme. Running a Ponzi name, scheme. And your name yep. coming up. I ain't forgot about that. I ain't forgot about it. And I haven't. And Heather, you doing a lot of gaslighting for a bitch that's built like a uh, Erlacher. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Your shoulders is wide as all motherfucking outside. You look like you got to turn sideways to get through the fucking door. You look like you got on football padding and you ain't been on nobody's field. But yet you constantly gaslighting and worrying about what the next fucking person is doing. Find you somebody to fucking play with. <laughs> Y'all literally have been obsessed with Meredith's life for two seasons. Obsessed with her marriage, obsessed with her dad passing. Meanwhile, she has shown y'all nothing but graciousness. When your father passed away, Heather, she ain't dipping and hipping and dipping and trying to see about no fucking memorial. <laughs> I said what I said. Looking like Terry Bradshaw. Heather, yeah, Heather Bradshaw, facing all. You just, it's its the audacity for me. It's the audacity. But like like our good sis Meredith said on her way out the door, oh you bitches ain't, y'all been cheating on y'all husbands. At least I was separated from mine when I was doing the whole down showdown. Which, glad we're here. Meredith said, if you want to, if you want to get down in the dirt, she's willing to mud wrestle with you hoes. And I, and I felt that in my spirit. Which, since we're here, glad that we're Glad that we uh we all have gathered today. Um, it is a momentous occasion. God is good. Uh, <laughs> since we here, I want to address the fact that every <laughs> that every single and this is gonna be problematic, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Every single one of these husbands looks like a motherfucker that you would cheat on. I speaking of cheating and husbands, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like I said this to my mom. I truly believe that if Jen was not facing these legal issues and Coach Shaw wasn't at risk for being put on the stand to testify against Jen, that they would be divorced by now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
I absolutely believe they are still married until her legal issues are handled. Mm. He don't seem like he wants to be bothered with her. He don't seem like he wants to talk to her, but he's going to do her one last solid and remain married through this trial, which starts this week. Oh, it starts this week? This week or next. I think she said like March 6th or March 9th. So next week. Okay. I definitely believe they are still married because she, he, so he can't testify against her. He looks checked I've, out. I've, yeah, he looks checked out. And I fully believe that he knew what she was doing, which is why their finances were separate. Mm-hmm. Because her assets are probably frozen, his are not. Right. He is still able to bring home a check. Yeah. And bring so I fully home- believe he. Go ahead, friend. And most importantly, uh, for their kids. Yeah. Because I fully believe that you knew that your wife couldn't afford the luxury that y'all were living in on your salary alone. And he makes absolutely incredible money. I'm talking about somewhere between two fifty dollars and $450,000 as a college coach. Yeah. That is phenomenal money. Mm-hmm. But when your wife is out buying Gucci this, Prada that, Louis this, Chanel that, and throwing so damn and so forth, she's throwing she's throwing eighty thousand dollar birthday parties for a bitch she's not even friends with anymore. Right. You had to know that y'all were not doing all of that on her income, which a light bulb just went off in my motherfucking head. Do you remember when she threw Meredith that party and she had to do it while Coach Shaw was out of town for an away game? And she had to hurry up and have it cleaned up by the time he got back home. Nigga. And he didn't even know she threw a party until it aired on Nigga. TV. Remember Nigga. that? I think I just had the same light bulb that you did because I forgot about that till you said it, but yeah. Yeah. So I feel like she been trying to cover up her shit. Yeah. Even with her own husband. Like, I feel she like... didn't want him to know how much money she was truly scamming from elderly people. Right. Like, I agree with you. There's no way in here he did not know. But I do, now that you said, I absolutely think he didn't know the extent. Yeah, he didn't know the extent of what she was doing to make money. Yeah. But he knew it wasn't someone right. Because yeah. typically when you when you make that kind of money that he makes, you will combine finances with your wife. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he steered clear of combining finances with her. And I feel like this is why. Do they have a prenup? I don't know. But shit, if she go to jail, it won't matter. That, you know, true. <laughs> she got a jail no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got a bar no. <laughs> she got bar nuptials. <laughs> Commissary nuptials. Um, that was it. I'm looking forward to part one of the reunion. It's airing tomorrow. We're recording this on a Saturday, but I'm looking forward to part one of the reunion uh, because it's going to be messy. It's going to be very messy because at this point, Meredith has heard every nasty, hate-filled comment Lisa has made about her this season. And she she about to she about to open shop on these hoes. He'll and Andy no is like, it just feels like you're threatening everybody. And she's like, well, I am. He'll have no fury than a Meredith scorned. 
And it's it's much deserved because I honestly cannot count on one hand the number of times Meredith has meddled in those other ladies' business, personal or otherwise. Yeah. I mean not their family business, not their marital business, not their professional business. She like, and even honestly, when she had the investigation done regarding Jen, even she still didn't spill tea about that to the ladies for real. Yeah, they don't know what she unearthed in that investigation. Yeah, like the only like if we're being 100% honest and you know, having an honest conversation about the only thing the first and second season, the only thing really to kind of side eye Meredith about is the standard that she holds Jen to and then being buddy better with Mary which I mean don't even matter no more because Mary ain't even on the damn show no more which Mary you's a scary ass bitch but anyway um <laughs> but there's been conflicting uh sources saying that Mary's not filming because sources say Mary is filming but she's been moved back to friend of a show friend of the show oh really which you know what you know what? That's the role she needs to be. That's the role she needs to be in. We still are no more. We still know nothing about Mary other than what we have been able to Google. Yeah. And I feel like if you're not an open book, you don't need to be on shows like this. It's not for you. Yeah. It's not for her. Cause. But I do. I do hope that they uh, bring up more about that goddamn defunct church. Yeah, and because I was just about to say that, like. We don't know much about, well, I mean, you know, we know, I mean, you know, even though it came from Jen, but I mean, I mean, fuck Jen, but she didn't lie here. She fucked the damn granddad. Um, we don't know nothing about the church. We don't know nothing about that scandal that um, was a Cameron. Yeah, that Cameron alluded to. Um, we don't know about, you know, the situation with the money in that church, nothing. And my thing is, like you said, if you're not going to talk about that, that's fine. But move your ass to the back back of the bus leave us alone leave us alone please go um, to the back go to the back of that tech ass closet you got mirror please so yeah the the part one of the reunions will be airing tomorrow so we'll be locked and loaded for that to discuss next week um but we had the season premiere of black ink new york and black black ink compton i'm gonna go uh, to new york first Something in the milk is not clean about Caesar, uh, Crystal, and this child abuse situation. Now, we definitely said that we feel like there was some form of of, uh, abuse, either verbal, emotional, mental, but both New York and Georgia have dismissed both cases, have not been able to find any proof of child abuse. And yet she's still, his baby mama is still running wild on social media, fanning the flames. And I feel like she has always been a little weird whenever Caesar is in a relationship. And she has always done the most when he's in relationships. You know, remember she went the route of having all that plastic surgery and shit, hoping it would make Caesar Warner, and he was still like, "Mm -mm." Mm mm-mm. You know, she was hell on wheels when he was with Duchess. She's hell on wheels now that he's with this new lady. 
if that man abused your child and you filed charges and those charges reached where you live and the state where he lives and I don't I'm I'm not going to bring up the fucking police because they allow shit to happen on they watch all the time. So that's not not neither here nor there. Why keep dragging this situation through the media at the expense of your child? That is my question for both Caesar and his baby mama. When do two adults who are raising a child put their egos to the side and work in the greater good of their child? You are not helping your daughter by constantly going on IG live, dragging her dad through the mud and, and it being a reminder that they no longer have the relationship that they once had. If you got all this energy to run the IG, why don't y'all get in some type of counseling? Why yeah, don't y'all get professional help? The thing that struck me uh, um, about both Crystal and C's, um, cause you're right. Like, Cause it, cause it's it's two different methods, but to the same conclusion, right? Her going on yeah. live and him having a damn press conference. What the hell? You press do conference, press like y'all are before? both playing the court of public opinion game. Yeah, y'all are trying to sway the public opinion against both of y'all in one direction or the other. Meanwhile, y'all poor baby girl is just being drugged through the fucking mud at this point. Yeah, which see, I ain't forgot. I ain't forgot. That you allow your girlfriend your, to get on social media and be calling your daughter all types of fat and lazy, and to the point where Teddy had to be like, uh, "This, this, this your girl?" Like when you Teddy is her. making a point, and you still with her, and, and you still with her, which is why I say something in the milk not clean. I but yeah. I definitely believe there was a situation of abuse where she's involved, and I wish social workers and social services took all forms of abuse seriously yeah they focus and on the physical so yes maybe he didn't hit her but we damn sure know you've allowed your girlfriend to emotionally and verbally abuse her and you still with her and you're still with her so like my thing is like I feel like both Crystal and C's are putting on a show, like you said, for the court of public opinion. But we these and we don't know everything, but this is what we do know. Something happened. C's no longer has the relationship that he has, what they did that he once had with his daughter. And the thing that we the thing that we saw that we verifiably saw was your new girl feeling so comfortable to verbally attack your daughter. And that you are still with her. Something about that is not right. Actually, a lot of things about that are not right. A lot of things are very wrong. Something in them greens is greedy. He probably can't chew greens. He don't have no size. Yeah, I mean, I would say, and black as them damn gums in his head, he probably contaminates the goddamn greens. Correct. Donna Donna lacks total self-awareness. I don't know why she's on this show. I don't know why Alex is on this show. Um, you, whatever Don, he said Donna did, he did that shit. And him trying to walk it back so that they could stay on that show. I don't okay, like I'm glad that. we're here. I'm glad, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here. She I'm put her hands here. on him. Not only did you have a cut above your lip, you had a cut under your eye. Was you shaving under your eyes? Your eye, your cheekbones is hairy? Not only that, not only that, nigga, your eye was darkened. 
She you put, put mascara on your goddamn you. eye. Hello, she put her hands on you. But if you had, if you had cooperated with the production team, y'all would be off the show because abuse is an automatic no-no. And she could potentially be behind bars, potentially. Exactly. And and I'm not saying this in a trivial manner because we take abuse seriously here. He absolutely sounded in his explanation like someone that is in an abusive relationship and they are trying to protect their abusive partner. He absolutely sounded like that. Exactly. Because this story didn't make uh, a lick of goddamn sense. You, a you lick cut, of sense. You cut yourself and put mascara under your eye twice, nigga. Twice. Exactly. Exactly. Which also while we here with Donna, I would if I was young Bay, I'm never being her friend again. Yeah. She took absolutely no accountability for what she said. You do not have to know a person like be their friend to know that you should not make the type of comments she made when a massacre, a mass shooting occurs. Yeah. That's common fucking sense. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest if I could say this, Candace. <sighs> Fuck it, I'm going to just say it. Donna should have been gone many, 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 many seasons ago. So the fact that they are, if not sees damn sure production, because not even just Alex. Donna done put her hands, hands on multiple people. She has been out of pocket multiple times. She has threatened multiple people. She has done horrible shit before all of this. So the fact that she has still been on this show, if C's wouldn't have taken the step to fire her and get rid of her, which I have a problem with him not just now doing it, um, if, he, if not him, damn show production. So I'm not saying that Donna you know, shouldn't be gone. What I'm saying is she should have been gone way before y'all doing it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's been a problem. She has, she has uh. been a source of chaos, drama, and strife in that shop for so many, like, it's her and Duchess as far as, like, the toxicity. It's, it's one and two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Get Rock and Crystal the fuck out of here. <laughs> Let me say this. Spider absolutely had a right to fill away because if you know you have a client booked and you decide not to show up and then I have to do your client and then you make a habit of this, either coming supremely late or not coming in at all, and your workload is falling on me. We got a motherfucking problem. We got yeah. a motherfucking problem. I, me and Mike talked about it because Mike was like, well, I wonder how you book on the, went to the website. You can, you can book with the artist based on the shop that they're in. Okay. There was no fucking confusion about where the client would be going. <clears throat> the, the website literally lists the artists that are working in each shop separately. Mm. and how you book them mm. y'all are tattoo artists y'all literally make money by showing up for work 
and tattooing people. Yeah. Comes with the territory. And then Rock wanted to puff his chest out because you got bitched when y'all was in Atlanta. When you got punked while you was in Atlanta when it came to Crystal. Y'all needed to be called out. And Rock, you can't be, you can't fight Spider. Why was you even trying? You was putting on the show for Crystal after she called you all kind of bitches and punks and, and hoes and, and you and called you all kind of soft last season when y'all was in Atlanta. Which which I'm glad we're here, which again, just like with Alex and Donna or, you know, or season uh, his girl, why are you with somebody that, that that's damn toxic? Cause let's be real. Rock, rock ain't no damn fighter. He not. And, and you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you don't, you don't have to be, you, you don't like, you can just, you can do conflict resolutions in other ways, like apologize. Like, you and Crystal literally should have apologized. It literally could have been as simple as, you know what? Y'all are right. We have been kind of slacking, showing up late, missing appointments. We apologize. We're going to do better going forward. Nobody should have to split y'all up like y'all kids in first grade because when y'all in the same shop together, y'all can't manage to be professional and yeah. come to work on time. Now, will Spider be an asshole? Yes, he would. Yes, but... he was. And, and I would too. I definitely would too. Because while he made some money, sure, I shouldn't have to pick up your slack. Yeah. I, well, I was telling Mike, I feel like C's has good artists until they become an actual part of the show. Once they get on the show, they lose their fucking mind and think they're bigger than what they are. They have to perform to stay on the show. Yeah, they get to performing. Yeah. They definitely do. Speaking of... Tati is every bit as dumb as we said she was. And has been. You are Miss Mamas. Why? What in the fuck would possess you to let a motherfucker send three kilos of cocaine to a P.O. box register to you? You. Of all the ways you can smuggle drugs, you said, fuck it, let's use the United States Postal Service as if they don't scan those fucking packages. <laughs> there is literally a whole sector of Homeland Security that deals with catching people smuggling drugs through the post office. Literally. Literally. Three kilos of cocaine to a post office box registered to you. You are fucking stupid and you go to jail. Go to jail. Do not pass. Go. We, do not collect $200. Go directly to jail. Can I, can we, since we here, can we talk about the fact that Tati hasn't done a damn thing to get that damn promotion that she got? All she's done is not fight. And got beat up. And got beat up. It looked like this season is going to be good and chaotic and messy, and I'm thankful. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to see these motherfuckers be stupid, which we can always mm -hmm. count on Black Ink. We can always count on Black Ink to be stupid. Absolutely. Which, speaking of, Segway Jones, let's talk about Compton, because, boy, <laughs> boy, unless um, you had something else for New York. Nope. Boy. 
KP don't need to run a tattoo shop because you are leading with your fucking ego and you taking everything personal and you are proving why your former employee said that Lemire is better at managing the shop. Listen, and I know, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. During the pandemic, a lot of places were shut down, mm-hmm. leaving a lot of people unemployed. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, tattoo artists in this such are considered independent contractors. They are, yeah. And I'm pretty sure because we remember what a clusterfuck unemployment is. I'm pretty sure a lot of them probably didn't get unemployment. Yeah. And they had to figure out other means of securing income for themselves. We, we not because y'all, we literally saw this on the other Black Inks. People that was working for Ryan and C's, when they shut down, they were getting other bags. And, and let's, Ryan let's and C's didn't trip. <laughs> and not only that, you were in a you were in a unique predicament in that your shop most more than likely hadn't been open long enough for you to secure a PPP loan to help pay your employees while y'all were shut down. Talk about it. This is a fresh shop. I'm almost certain I have never, I haven't Googled it. PPP loans are public information. I haven't Googled it, but I'm pretty sure C's and Ryan took out PPP loans to one, continue upkeep of their shops and to offset their unemployees being their employees being unemployed. Mm-hmm. Your artist did what anybody with hustle does, and they went and found a different ways to make money since they couldn't tattoo. Which in also- what fucking world do they have to reach out to you and see when the shop is gonna open? You are the owner, you are the boss hog you are the head cheese when you got the okay to open back up it was your duty to reach out to your artists and say hey anybody that's interested in coming back to the shop uh mayor governor whoever else says we'll be able to open on this date let me know what you decide to do i got a booth for you and we can move from there mm-hmm you playing this woe is me game. Nobody hit me up. Nobody looked out for me. Nobody did this for me. What the fuck was they supposed to do while the shop was closed? What did you want them to do for you while that shop was closed? Candace, can I ask you something? Um, isn't KP the shop owner? Yeah. Isn't, isn't he the boss? Yes. In damn near any other place of business in america if your job closes and it opens back your boss or your hr will call you back to work you want to know how i know because my job if we don't get funding by a certain point we face being furloughed and you know who communicates that furlough to us the manager and HR. If we avoid being shut down and furloughed, you know who communicates that to us and says, hey, have your ass to work Monday? The manager 
and HR. What chit chat did you want to have with those people while the shop was closed? Do you even know what they went through while the shop was closed? No, because he don't. Because your one man house burnt down. On um, Lemire. Wasn't it Lemire? No, not Lemire. It was the light-skinned dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemire, who, again, Lemire got hustle about him. Because he went and started a whole business that now has multiple stores and is in Dodger Stadium and shit to, to be able to provide for and feed his fucking family. Because and do you he, know what he did to show appreciation to his employees? He threw a fucking barbecue and said, I appreciate you. And I'm pretty sure they probably got some type of bonus as well. Yeah. Lemire is a good manager. He has he had, a great business mind. He, acumen. You KP, know what KP you got? You are still Healing. in the streets. You're in the streets. You cannot run your business like it's the streets. I don't give a fuck if you're on Crenshaw Boulevard. That is a place of business, and you cannot bully, demean, disrespect people, and then expect them to be hi-ho, here we go, to work in your shop. Y'all were so nasty to the women. Talking about you better when you shut up, you better when you when you work and don't talk and shit like that. I'm not working for you with you treating me like that. Absolutely fucking and not. This I don't is, owe and, you anything. And, and remember, in season one, that I forget which woman it was, but in season one, she talked about it because that was one of the big things about how they talked to the women in that shop and their views on the women. Yep. Let me Absolutely. Tell you Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When they had that goddamn sit down, which first of all, now granted, we give Caesar a bunch of shit, and rightfully so. But I felt that it was very poignant advice that he tried to give KP Absolutely. about Hey, stop letting your ego get in the way of Me your business. Too. And I do. And first of all, KP's dumb because it don't matter if the situation is different because Puma and C's were friends for years, and you don't know Lemire from a can of paint. That you don't knew damn Lemire matter. enough to to have him helping you get that shop together to open it. That, when y'all didn't part. even have y'all paperwork fucking straight, it was Lemire who straightened it out. That part, which again. The point of the conversation was stop letting your ego prevent you from doing what you supposedly want to do, and that's to run a successful business to help, you know, your community. You can't be about the community and you are about your ego. And what did C say? C said you'll get to the top faster with two than you ever will with one. Hello? Caesar and Puma fussed and fought and and was at doing everything under the sun for all them years only for them to get reestablish their bond and their friendship and their business relationship and start making a ton of fucking money more than they ever did separately and you know what i just realized remember 113th closed because the guy was trying to jack up the price of the lease right yeah and now they're in 125th and somewhere else. Mm-hmm. The Brooklyn shop. I think right? that's Puma's old shop. Yeah. That's what I think. But it's just KP is running off a lot of ego. And then he's sitting up there with his other homeboy who's a yes man. Tim. Yeah. Tim, Tim is the problem. 
Tim is Tim is the problem. Tim is the problem because he, he honestly he was the biggest one that was disrespecting the women and that other dude, the light skin, was talking about you and the, you and your feelings like the women. First of all, that's that's misogyny. Number one, number two, that man had a point. If this is about the business coming back to the shop, why are we talking about me now? You can make the case where well, we're talking about you because you haven't been producing, but and that's cool. But that's not the point of this meeting. The it's not about meeting. who's been doing what and then it just the callousness of which they were speaking to them the, the women and the other and the guy it was just so nasty and callous and and rude you don't yeah. know what people have endured in this pandemic so many people have lost so much be it family members be it their homes their jobs their cars their stability their People have lost so much in the pandemic and for you to feel like they should have checked on you and seen what you was up to, but you never once extended that same courtesy their way while you got one guy whose apartment caught on fire and his grandma is on, you know, headed up out of here due to Alzheimer's. They, a lot of these people got family issues. Lemire got a whole nother baby on the way. And so you haven't given one single fuck about what they have had going on but you think they should be breaking their motherfucking neck to see how KP doing. Right. Talking about they're not giving the proper due respect. Respect goes two ways, my brother. Always have and always fucking will. It ain't never, never in the history of niggadom has respect only flowed one way. That's a mutual, that is a mutual agreement, my brother. You have given these people your ass kiss. And for what? Well, because I'm Compton. Don't nobody give a fuck if you Compton, Crenshaw, motherfucking Cedar Valley. Don't nobody give a fuck about that. Are you a good leader? Are you a good businessman? Do you have your shit together? So far, none of those things have been true. Talking you know about, who? I don't want them in the shop because of their energy and vibes. You the worst vibe around. You acting like a bit. No, you know, I'm not going to be sexy. You acting like a, a grown ass child. That's what the fuck you are acting like. You are, you are the bad energy in your shop. You are acting like a, a rotten child. That's what you acting like KP. And you, if, 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 if people, if, and the, the way he's mad about is so fucking stupid. Any person, any reasonable person, if someone says, Hey, the person that you're working with, has a biz, better leadership business mind. And if you are actually about doing a business and about growing, and like she said, it's easy to make, it's way easier to make money with two heads instead of one. Common sense would have been like, okay, okay. They feel- Lemire, that, Lemire should have been the, the managing, art, the lead tattoo artist. And he should have been managing the shop. He yeah. knows how he, he was able to help you get the paperwork together. You wasn't even going to open because you didn't have your permits in place. You, you a whole ass tattoo artist and you was giving it up like your name is Charmaine. Shit. I'm glad Lemire didn't go to that meeting that where they were being nasty the to first the women. One. Yeah. Um, Cause honestly, I feel he like has he has a lot he of he has a lot of he has a lot of composure because I would have beat KP ass. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I would you gonna pay me? You pay me, boo friend, and and everything else is fuck you. I'm not working in no shop with nobody who feel like that about me. Period. Listen, when 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 C sat down with them at that damn the second meeting, just with KP C's and him, 
And when that motherfucker asked, when C's asked Lamille, what's your issue with KP? And that motherfucker said, nothing. I'm sitting here like, so I'm, this is literally a one-sided beef of ego. Literally. Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, Lamille better than me because I would have stopped that nigga. With- you know how many business owners would kill to have a motherfucker with Lemire's business mind working for them? And his Helping composure. them build and grow? Yeah. Because if you was a real nigga, if you was really about the community, and this is my thing. I understand you from Compton. I understand the history of that area and, and how Black people have been treated so poorly and have don't have access to resources and so on and so forth. But if you for black people, you got to be for, for all black people. Mm, that part. Minus, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to be for black people, period. Not just black people where you from. And if you fuck and if you fuck with Lemire and Lemire want to get money with you, y'all supposed to have a y'all could have a, a chain of ink art studio, ink I am art. I I don't know what the fuck the name stupid. <laughs> like quite, it, just, it, it, it quite literally could be like season puma ink art music or some shit but yeah y'all can definitely franchise and start building these shops together okay you got one in compton shit take it up to the bay take it down to hollywood just stupid and ego driven and I really hope that Lemire opens his own shop I hope it's successful I hope everything KP does crumbles and I hope he gets some other holes on because a, typically a business a well run a successful business is not the owner it's literally a, a successful business is a bunch of moving pieces a bunch of cogs in one clock that make the time go by Mm-hmm. So, and I feel if you like wanted to truly have a successful business, you would know that that's dependent on how you treat your own team, and you have treated them shitty. Yeah, and everybody and it, is noticing it. And it's and it's a, and it's an especially bad look when most of your team is women, because if like the other black kings, like I because feel don't, like don't, if you're gonna be a hotep, don't talk all that. Uh, you know, I'm all about my community and this, that, and the third. When black women are one of the most underserved parts of our community. Yeah, like with the other black inks, I feel like they kind of have a, you know, kind of, especially black in New York. I feel like they kind of have an even ratio of like women to men, like you know, yeah. part of the company. But with this specifically, I ain't seen damn near all mostly women. So the fact that you as a black man and Tim up here looking like a fucking lit match are talking to okay. not only your employees, but also your employees who are mostly women, black women, women of color. The fact that y'all talking to them like this, it's it's just, I, I personally want to come through my TV screen and beat y'all the fuck up. I don't give a fuck if you from goddamn Compton, nigga. I'm from the sticks of Georgia. I will beat your ass. Real and for sure. Don't play I, or with me. I'm a, as a woman, I'm going to at least get you jumped. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to this season. I'm definitely seeing what role Kat will play in this season. And I if too, she is going to be, uh, you know, teamed up with Lemire or if she's going to be teamed up with KP and how this is going to work. 
Um, I hope that it's more with Lemire. I hope she's bringing Lemire into the loop and, you know, giving him a chance to shine. Um, Let KP eat cake. Yeah, not let him eat cake. Until he can check his ego, I don't see it for him. Mm. So that's it. I hope y'all glad we back because we back. Because Love and Marriage Huntsville is coming. I think Love and Marriage, uh, MD, Maryland, yep, wherever the fuck they are. coming. That's coming. I don't know which Housewives franchise is on the way back. I do Ooh. believe Potomac is filming. Ooh, ain't Married to Medicine coming back soon? Married to Medicine is coming back. We yes. don't have content. If you have not been listening to Ratchet Reloaded, well, we really you're missing out. You, you're missing out. Um, next week, stay tuned for a new episode of Ratchet Reloaded, where we will be discussing Jocelyn's Cabaret, growing up hip hop, and fucking love during lockup. And this week coming up is the season premiere of uh, Love After Lockup. Are they running them all together? Uh, no, Love During Lockup season finale was yesterday. Okay. And cool. so they moving on to Love After Lockup. So that's going to be interesting and messy. Got okay. some new faces. That'll be good. Okay. So make sure you tuned in. Make sure you stay at the Blue Noise level because me and Jeremy going to give you video podcast once a month. You you don't want to miss it because our regular shows is back. We back. We back. Hashtag content. But, hello. Hashtag content. Hashtag keep it in a group message. Hashtag a white woman whooping your ass and then having you arrested is racism, especially during Black History Month. A Hyundai Sonata is not better than the Scat Pack. I don't give a fuck what the dealership told you. <laughs> it's a reason Dodge Chargers, I'm sorry, not Challenger. It's a reason Dodge Chargers are so highly coveted. And it's not, and it's not because a Hyundai Sonata shits on them. <laughs> don't ever provoke somebody to the point where they post a picture of you laying butt naked on the ottoman in front of a Christmas tree with a blunt, holding up a blunt to cover up your winky woo. Never and before be... I go, <laughs> go ahead. Before I go, I want to say this. If you are a non-black woman, y'all have been being humbled by the niggers, the niggers, that y'all said love non-black women because y'all don't have attitudes and they treat y'all so good. Black women have nasty attitudes. Black women are mean. Black women are this. Y'all are being humble because y'all are saying that the, you are not the exception to, you're not the exemption. You're not the exception to these niggas. There's shit on you too, Mama Sita. Uh, <laughs> I agree with everything my friend said. And I would just like to uh, add to that. Never be so down bad that you are having an ugly off with your ex on social media. Posting mug shots and shit. First of all, why is y'all going to jail for domestic violence at 40? <laughs> You are a grown ass man. Why are you depending on a woman to let you use her car for you to get to point A to point B? Why are you still in the arrears on child support? You ain't even getting no stimulus check.
Love y'all, we enjoy y'all, thank y'all for supporting us. Peace, niggas.